another episode of The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. Here's Bill Klaproth. New Year's resolutions, many people make them, few ever follow through. So how to reach your New Year's goals. Here to talk with us about New Year, New You, and setting smart goals is Denise Zaragoza, a clinical dietitian and wellness at work employee, wellness champion at Marin Health. Denise, thanks for your time. So first off, why are we bad at keeping resolutions and making goals? Well, I would think generally people are bad at making resolutions because the resolution is too broad and too general and too large. So if you could imagine you have a goal of, I want to go on vacation, this is likely not going to happen if the person doesn't think about the details of taking this vacation, such as where you want to go, how you want to get there, how long you want to stay, where you want to stay. These are details that lead to the accomplishment of the goal. So common resolutions I hear is I want to eat healthy, lose weight, get in shape. These are large general goals that can make consistent progress harder because it seems never ending. So if the goal is to eat healthy, that will likely not translate into anything. When you come home from a long day at work, you're already hungry and you have nothing planned for dinner. So these general unrealistic goals can overwhelm and discourage people, and that's why most people tend to abandon their New Year's resolutions by mid-February. That is really good. So one of the main problems are that our goals are too broad, too general, and too large. All right, well, that's a good start. So how do we narrow down on our goals then? How should we try to set our goals? So... It's fine to have these large general goals, but you could think of that as more of a a vision. And so that's this overall goal of like, I want to go on vacation. So in order to achieve that goal, you need to think of the specific steps you need to take in order to get there. So that's where you set these smaller goals. And these smaller goals help by streamlining your energy into action and manageable tests. They transform larger goals into smaller goals. This provides a roadmap towards success. So also achieving smaller goals helps generate positive feelings and empowerment to continue to move forward. So what you would think about when you're setting these small goals is you want to follow a SMART format. So SMART is an acronym that we use to help you develop smaller goals and help you stick with them in order to achieve your larger goals. So the S would be for specific. So you want your goal to be clear, stating specifically what is to be accomplished. For example, you could say, I want to attend three workout classes per week instead of the overall goal of get into shape. So you want it to be specific. And then the M is for measurable. Measurable, so you can see that you're making progress. For example, did you eat a vegetable with every meal today as opposed to eating healthy? So you can look back at the meals you ate this day and you can say, yes, I achieved this goal or no, I did not. Attainable is the A. Is your goal realistic? Is it realistically attainable? Achieving a goal reinforces commitment to change. And so a lot of times when we start off the new year, we're super excited and we're feeling super motivated. We think we can achieve everything. And this is a time where really check in with yourself. Okay. So if I say I want to go for a run five days per week, am I really going to do that? Can my body really handle that? Can my time handle that? 
And this is where you're checking in with yourself and making sure that the goals you're setting for yourself are actually realistic for you and your schedule and your life. Then the R is for relevance. So it should be relevant to your particular interests, needs, and abilities. So don't resolve to go run a marathon this year if you don't enjoy running. If you're not enjoying anything, you're not going, likely not going to achieve this goal. The R can also work for reliable. And this is where you can grab a workout buddy or gather support from those around you to help hold you accountable. Oftentimes, going public with your goal creates a positive environment and keeps you motivated to keep going. So the R can be for relevant and reliable. And then the T is potentially the most important one that's most easily forgotten, and this is your time bound. So T stands for time bound. This is your estimated timeline for completion. So goals are best met when the time frame is fairly short, such as a week or a month. For example, going for a walk on your lunch break four days per week for one month. This way, you have a time frame where you can evaluate yourself regularly to monitor your progress. So you can check in with yourself at the end of each week and be like, okay, so I was supposed to go for four walks this week. Did I do that? No, I did not. Or yes, I did. If you did not, then you could start looking at, well, is this goal realistic? Is it... I identified some barriers, so something kept me from going on the walk four days this week. And you can constantly be checking in with yourself and then set yourself up for success for the following week. So setting these small goals in the SMART goals format really is going to provide you a roadmap for success towards your larger health and wellness goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevance slash reliable, and time, the SMART goal method. Denise, do you recommend people sitting down and writing these goals out, writing the S out, writing the M or the A to to lay it out in front of them? I do. It's definitely better to write things down because then you're actually making like a contract with yourself. You're writing it, taking time to really think about these goals. And then it's also helpful while you're sitting down to write down these goals is then you could also give yourself time to think about potential barriers that may arise, and so potential obstacles that may happen to keep you from achieving these goals, because it's inevitable that obstacles will arise. What matters is how you respond to those obstacles. So identifying potential obstacles before they arise will help you develop ways to overcome these barriers and prevent them from throwing you off track. So if your goal is to attend an exercise class three days per week after work, A potential obstacle is forgetting your workout clothes. So a solution could be packing a bag the night before and keeping it in your car or keeping a change of clothes in your office for days that you may forget. Another could be that you feel too tired at the end of the day after a long day at work. So a solution could be having a mid-afternoon snack available to keep your energy up and fuel your exercise. So it's always helpful that when you sit down and you write down these goals, then try and think of two to three obstacles that could potentially throw you off track because you're more likely to overcome these obstacles when you have a plan ahead of time as opposed to it hitting you when you're not prepared. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And then I like how you say the T time is the most important because if you find yourself 
not hitting your goals, like you gave the walking analogy. I'm going to walk four times a week, but a month in, gosh, this is too much time. I'm down to two. So it's perfectly okay to go through the SMART goals again and adjust to make sure that your goal is attainable. Is that correct? Yes, correct. You know, a lot of people find, oh, I'm going to go for a walk four days per week, and that works great for the first two weeks. And then, you know, things happen, and that starts to dwindle. And so this is a great time at the end of each week, you can look at it and be like, okay, so I didn't walk four days per week this week. So I could look at what happened that that made me miss that. So is this goal really achievable? Is it realistic for me? Maybe my workload's too heavy. Maybe I can't eat lunch at my desk. So you can just constantly check in with yourself to make sure that the goals you're setting for yourself are realistic for you. That makes so much sense, and this really makes it easy to follow. And Denise, can you tell us about the Marin Wellness at Work program? I know that you offer programs for local businesses and the employees that work there to help them with their goal setting and their health and wellness goals for the year. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's actually pretty exciting. Marin General Hospital offers a very robust wellness at work program. So we provide lunch and learns or breakfast and learns on a variety of wellness topics from meal planning to fueling your exercise to we're doing vision boards um, this month. And we also provide biometric screenings where we do labs for people, so our A1C and lipid panels. And then we also provide free on-site health coaching for our employees where they can meet with a registered dietitian and health coach, such as myself, to help them make these goals to achieve their health and wellness goals. And then we also provide these services to local businesses. So we have a corporate wellness at work program where we could come on site to their businesses and provide these services as well. Very good. And if someone is interested in those programs, how should they contact you? They can get in contact with us by emailing mghwellness at maringeneral.org. mghwellness at maringeneral.org. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Very good. Denise, thank you so much for your time today. This has been very, very informative, and hopefully we've helped some people set really smart goals so they can be happier and healthier in the new year. You've been listening to The Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.